fuck all you hoes. Get a grip, Yeah. This album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine, hanging pictures on my wall. Place to be Nation, welcome back to another edition of Making Mount Rushmore here on the PTV Pop Experience. I am your host slash moderator and slash panelist uh, for this episode, Steve Riddle, and it's going to be an interesting one. We are kind of continuing in the uh, realm of uh, music. It's been our topic here the last couple of episodes, so uh, it's, and this is going to be an interesting one. I'm looking forward to doing this, and um, to do so, I have a, a great uh, guest on with me, only one, so it's just a two-man, uh, two-man group today. Um, He's been on before, so you uh, should be very familiar with him. You can also hear him uh, every other Monday over on the North-South Connection as part of the great uh, podcast Wrestling Warzone, The Monday Night Wars. It is my good friend, Mr. Chad Campbell. Chad, how are you, sir? Doing great, Steve. Uh, glad to do this. This is a, I thought this was an interesting topic. I don't think this is something that uh, I've, I've discussed in pod form on any of our pods, our quad pods, but... Um, it's uh, also something that uh, really formed this, this genre of music, really formed when I was um, becoming a teenager and expanding my horizons in music, so I'm interested to dive in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, and uh, of course we are going to be discussing uh, rap songs today, specifically uh, East Coast and West Coast rap songs. Obviously those of us who uh, grew up in the 80s and 90s know that uh, the whole East Coast, West Coast uh, rap feud was uh, really, um, really um, hot throughout that decade. Uh, saw a lot of great artists come up and uh, produce a lot of great songs. Um, did unfortunately produce some tragedy as well, um, but I think uh, when most people talk about this, this period, they definitely talk about the um, the music and um, all the great um, songs that came out of it from, like I said, a lot of great artists. So uh, we're going to start off the first um, first section here with the East Coast uh, rap songs. And Chad, um, I'll let you go ahead and get started here. Uh, give us the first entry on your Matt Rushmore of East Coast rap songs. Okay, the first one um, that I'm going to go with, I, I think if you automatically hear East Coast versus West Coast, there's a couple of... Uh, main players that you think about um and i definitely wanted some uh bad boy uh um recognition on my east coast list uh so i did end up picking a notorious big song um it's off his first album uh it's juicy it's it's a well-known song uh but to me it's it's one that the lyrics have great meaning you also get some uh puff daddy assistance as well in the uh, chorus as uh so so you kind of get that overall bad boy vibe to the song mm-hmm. yeah definitely and um i had him i had this on my list as well um we definitely think of uh the notorious big this i think is one of the one of if not the first songs of his that you think of it's arguably his biggest hit and it's i still always can uh, laugh because um for those that remember, way back in the day, one of our first uh, tournaments we did on the uh, Place to Be website, we, of course, determined the greatest song of the 90s. And one of the kind of uh, contentious moments, particularly on the Place to Be podcast, was when uh, was when this song got bounced in the very first uh, knockout round. And our boy, uh, Mr. Rosero there, uh, went on a memorable rant about it. So, um, <laughs> it's, 
it's it still kind of gives I still kind of get some uh, good memories from that. So uh, yeah, I think I, if I remember correctly, the his what really ticked him off was the fact that this song got bounced, but I think it was Metallica's fuel that advanced and, yeah. he, and he was not too thrilled about it. So, uh, so if you, so I, I don't remember what episode it was, it was way back in the day. So, yeah, um, yeah probably, uh, what, 2013, 2014 circa around there. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, um, but like you said, you know, this is, um, when you think, um, East Coast rap songs, you definitely, and East Coast rappers, you definitely think uh, Biggie, and uh, you definitely think Juicy. So I definitely will, I definitely agree on that one. Okay, well I will go ahead and give uh, my next entry on um, my Mount Rushmore, and I will be honest, I growing up I was not the biggest. Um, rap fan um i did listen to a little bit of rap but i do um know that there were some pretty um big hits around in the day and um so i also kind of also looked up like what many consider some of the biggest hits from the east coast uh rap and one of the ones that's usually at the very top of everyone's list is opp by naughty by nature yeah. Uh, this, of course, came out in uh, 91 off their uh, debut, off their self-titled album. And it's, again, one of those songs when you think of Naughty by Nature, this is definitely the first one I think everybody thinks of. It was just, you know, one of those you know, catchy, you know, choruses, you know, it's like, you're down with OPP. Yeah, you know me. Like everybody was, you know, doing that when it came out. And it definitely, um, I think, still stands the um, stands the test of time, even over 30 years later, as one of the uh, those memorable East Coast um, rap songs that you think about. So, um, Chad, do you have anything else to say about OPP? Uh, no, it's just um, I did. I did. uh <laughs> To me, this is one of those songs. So I was I was five when this came out. So I I did uh, know this song later, but I was still in my childhood years, um, and it has such a catchy chorus, you know, that I think this is one of those songs that you can you know you can just say like going around the house or whatever. You down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. Then you realize what that stands for and then you also if you look at the overall lyrics it's like oh okay so it's kind of uh it's it's a very catchy song and i think it's one that's real easy to get mainstream even with the uh, content of the song itself so it uh, it works both ways <laughs> yeah yeah i know when i was in um junior high some of the uh the the, my classmates were going around singing that and of course I, I was oblivious to what it, what it actually meant so um, so I definitely uh, can uh, agree with you on that one um, okay so Chad why don't you go ahead and give us the next entry on your Mount Rushmore of East Coast rap songs um, so this one I think is a little bit of a <clears throat> I would say a deeper cut uh, the rapper himself is pretty well known but um, my one so, so obviously, like I grew up in Georgia, so I'm a little biased also to the southern rap scene. And Outcast is probably uh, my favorite rap group of all time. But uh, if we're just talking straight singles, um, Nas is more than likely my favorite rapper. And his first album, Illmatic, I think is an absolute masterpiece. I think it's probably, it, it's in my top five rap albums of all time. It's incredible. It's lyrical. It has um, just amazing production, but also rawness to it. 
the fact that he recorded a lot of it when he was 18, 19 years old is, is outstanding. And my favorite track on that album is Life's a Bitch. And I just think it's, it's a great song that has an amazing flow. And just when things are um, kind of going wrong in life, it's, it, to me, it's a great like vibe song that I can put on, jam with, and just um, kind of chill and live in the moment with. So uh, I, I, I love Nas, and of my favorite artist, this is my favorite song of his. So again, it's, I know this is a little bit of a deeper cut, because I don't, I mean, I think Illmatic is, an, the way it succeeds as an album is it it doesn't have a bad track on the album. Um, but, but overall, this is my top pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, uh, yeah, this one I wasn't, um, too familiar with. I do obviously know of Nas and I know some of his, uh, some of his other bigger hits. Um, you know, I obviously hate me now, uh, New York's NY state of mind is another big one. Obviously in the two thousands, he had, I can, which was a pretty big hit. Um, yeah. so, but yeah, this is definitely, um, I mean, just looking at it, it definitely looks like, um, you know, one of those ones that, um, like you said, if you're into the the deeper cuts, this definitely seems like it was a good one. So I will, uh, so I'm definitely with you on that one. All right. Well, I will go ahead and give uh, my next entry on uh, my Mount Rushmore of uh, East Coast rap songs. And I, it's funny. I had um, so the 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 four I picked, I just had one solo artist, and that's um, Biggie. And then I had a bunch of uh, groups on here. Uh, so I already, of course, already talked about Naughty by Nature, and now I'm going to uh, talk about another uh, group here, and that's uh, the Public Enemy. And I went with uh, Rebel Without a Pause. Um, oh. It's another one of those. Uh, I think you know one of their bigger hits. Um, obviously, this came out in the uh, late '80s, so this was right as the uh, the golden age was really starting to kind of take take its shape. And um, I feel like Public Enemy is a band, a group that you don't really um, that doesn't get talked about enough for how um, how well they were, um, how big they were, especially back then. Obviously, us wrestling fans know the Public Enemy, the tag team from ECW. Um, obviously, inspired by the the group, the Public Enemy. Um, but I definitely think they're ones that, um, when you think about East Coast uh, rap, they're one they're ones that definitely deserve the credit for kind of helping launch the, uh, like I said, launch the golden age that we got throughout the '90s. So, um, Chad, do you have anything else to say about Rebel Without a Pause? Yeah. So I, uh, Public Enemy was one of my last cuts of uh, wanting to put them on. I, I think they are synonymous with East Coast uh, rap, and uh, they, they bring, like, their own style and whatnot. And then, and then I think the uh, kind of the cool thing beyond that is some of the members, how the life they've lived on, you know, especially, like, Flavor Flav um, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, they were, they, were a, they were a well-rounded group. Um, that had a, a lot of great tracks, so so I'm I'm glad they were represented on at least one of our Mount Rushmores. <laughs> yeah, who who would have thought in the, the late '80s when Public Enemy was really at their peak that Flavor Flav would become kind of more well known for for being a uh, a reality star in the, <laughs> yeah. in the 2000s? Um, yeah, I mean, kind of it's crazy how life works out sometimes with that. Um, 
Okay, well, uh, well, we're cruising along here. Um, obviously, that's to be expected when there's just two of us, but uh, why don't you go ahead and give us the next entry on your Matt Rushmore of, uh, of East Coast rap songs. So, uh, again, uh, I think another group that's pretty synonymous with the East Coast rap scene is the Wu-Tang Clan. And... Um, I, I, they they have uh, there. I think they're also a group that has collectively um, some great albums together. Uh, Thirty Six Chambers being Enter the Wu Tang is uh, the, their most popular, and that's a great album overall. But then individually too, uh, a lot of the members have some great solo albums, which. Which is not always the case, but, you know, like Ghostface Killer has some great albums, Raekwon, even Method Man. Uh, but the song I picked, uh, just because we were doing East Coast, is by uh, Old Dirty Bastard, and it's Brooklyn Zoo. Um, well, we'll get to it. My list, I, I definitely, when I was making my list, I felt like the East Coast so- songs were... I would say more like introspective, uh, lyrical in nature. And then on the West Coast, I, I mainly picked songs that were kind of location-based or vibe-based or whatnot. This is one that I think is the exception to the rule on my East Coast list. Um, obviously, it has Brooklyn in the title, uh, so it gives that vibe right away. But um this this is just uh, another another great song that also has uh, some unique production behind it. I think it's easily ODB's best song, um, and uh, I love it. I, I really like the Wu Tang Clan overall, so I wanted to pick at least one member or them collectively one of their songs to be on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm- Definitely agree. Like when I think of it's funny when I think of um, ODB, uh, the first song I think of is of course Ghetto Superstar with him and uh, Maya, which I think that's also probably one of his bigger hits. But um, yeah, this is another kind of interesting one that I you know not too familiar with this one, but um, but I do know that like you said the it's funny like the Wu Tang Clan had such you know success as as a collective unit, but then the the members themselves um went on to go on to put, you know, put on some big hits. So, um, and it's kind of crazy to think that I forgot that, um, that he, that he passed away when he did in uh, 2004 at only 35, he was young. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That's, I mean, that's one thing as we get to, and you touched on in the beginning, like the, the feud itself and the, the untimely deaths. But, um, I mean, it's amazing how young, most of these artists we're talking about were when they released the songs that make our Mount Rushmore. I mean, even someone like Nas, who's still pumping out quality music today, like Illmatic is still his masterpiece. And like I said, he was, he was 18 and 19 when he recorded most of it. So it's, it's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was just, I just looked up, you know, we talked about uh, Biggie, the fact that he was only 24 when he passed away, you know, yeah. you know, he was putting out these hits in like his late teens, early 20s. It's just yeah. such a, you know, crazy to think about that these guys were, you know, you know, hitting it as big as they were. And I mean, just the, you know, I, I, can, can you only, I can't imagine being like late teens, early 20s and getting that much, yeah, that, you know, living that, that big of a lifestyle is just, can't, it's just, 
mind it's just mind blowing really and i know uh me i know me and uh, keith had talked about this when we were talking uh, overrated and underrated um songs the fact that um you know these artists these they get this um fame so young and you know some of them you know some of them can handle it fine but some of them can't and you know we see you know stuff like what happened with uh with biggie and with the guy that we'll also talk about in our second half it's you know it's just really crazy to think about yeah i i think on that and it's it's amazing to me like if you look at the lyrics of something like life's a bitch and juicy it's it's incredible that now i'm like middle-aged you can still resonate to those lyrics um and it's it's stuff that can be kind of you know present moments in my lifetime and that's just such a a a lasting i guess uh imagery and legacy that these songs that are now 30 years old one still carry the test of time with a lot of the uh the lyrics that they're stating and two that they kind of can transcend uh generations as well which is incredible because you think about most of the other artists around these ages uh especially like pop songs you know i mean like they're they're catchy songs they're fun but stuff like the spice girls want to be here you know hanson whatever uh those are more in the moment type songs lyrically you know like they're poppy they're fun talking about first loves stuff like that that are nice in the moment but now me as a 38 year old i can't necessarily resonate to that like with the lyrics it's more nostalgia value i hold whereas uh, a lot of the songs we mentioned today they still like you know i mean it was it was a couple of weeks ago i was having a bad day a rough day at work i was like oh i just want to listen to illmatic and i put on the album and it it instantly like helped me out so i, I think that's an, an incredible a tribute to the artists that they were able to curate such great songs at such an early age that have stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's missing today, you know, from like these artists that, you know, use like, you know, the social media platforms like the, like YouTube and, you know, TikTok and Instagram to, to get you know to get famous but 20 years from now or is anybody going to be talking about them or are they just going to be kind of go are they going to go back even further to to when we were kids that sort of thing so um it's definitely something interesting to always kind of think about and discuss discuss you know in the terms of the music of the music industry today yeah yeah i mean you have to be careful um there is one of my songs on the west coast list that we'll get to where one of the lyrics talks about getting a beep on his beeper. <laughs> um, so so that's dated, obviously, now. Um, but I, I do think you have to be... I mean, it, it depends on what song you're trying to create, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, like, in-the-moment songs are, are fine, too. Um, and they can be, like, a vibe in the moment. Um, but, yeah, they to me, they just don't hold that lasting legacy as well as some other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, I will go ahead and give my last entry on my Mount Rushmore of East Coast rap songs. And it's funny, we were talking about uh, Wu-Tang Clan because I did pick um, one of their, arguably probably their their biggest hit, and that is uh, uh, Cream, C-R-E-A-M. Um, 
I know this is you know listed as on uh, many's list as um, one of the greatest uh, rap songs of all time, specifically on the East Coast. Um, it's you hear it a lot in a lot of different films and on TV shows, and um, especially after um, they hit first hit it big with "Protect Your Neck." Um, this was a good second big hit for them to have, and then like I, like we've talked about, obviously uh, the members would go on to have great um, would go on and have good solo careers as well after this. Um, but when you, I think a lot of people think of the Wu Tang Clan, this is definitely one of, if not the first songs they think of. Um, so, Chad, do you have anything else to say about Cream? Yeah, great song. Um, I do like, I you know, uh, I like many members of Wu Tang Clan. If I did a power rankings, Inspector Deck is towards the lower end of that. But his verse and this song specifically, I think, is his strongest, like, overall verses that he's created. Um, it, I mean, it's just a classic song on a classic album, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, Chad, you have one entry left on your Mount Rushmore, so why don't you go ahead and give it to us? Yeah, another I, I, You know, I think the East Coast, again, it, it seems like I like more groups, uh on the east coast i kept coming around to a couple of groups i, I left public enemy off but you know wu-tang clan and then uh, a tribe called quest is another one of my you know top five favorite rap groups of all time i think their first three albums are are again great they they have um they use unique samples and instrumentation have kind of like a, a more jazzy quality i think that they insert in that that gives a great chill vibe to a lot of their tracks on their records and so i picked electric relaxation uh as my choice for my mount rushmore and this is just a chill song for me this is again a, a great song that if i'm you know, rolling down the road, just kind of, uh, you know, a breezy evening. You can roll the window down, put put this song on, and just cruise and uh, have a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I I don't think I've heard a ton from a tribe called Quest. Um, obviously, I'm I'm familiar with who they are, and uh, I know just kind of looking up, you know, looking into the song that uh, it was actually used as the theme song for uh, the Wayne's Brothers show um, for the first two seasons, uh, which which is um, which if you watch uh, anyone that watched that show will have uh, will know fully well what this um, song is all about, but. Um, but yeah, that's another um, pretty good pick, and again, one that I don't think a lot of people would um, at first think about when you're thinking about a great uh, East Coast rap song. So, um, so that's definitely a great uh, last pick there, Chad. I'll, yeah, I'll say for a tribe called Quest. So they don't their discography is is really weird. Where they they had a a few albums in the beginning to '93. This is on Midnight Marauders, which came out in '93. And then they released an album in 96 and 98. Uh, and then they didn't have another album till 2016, uh, which is called We Got It From Here. Thank you for your service. And like with Nas, like I said, like he he still has quality albums. His his latest stuff is is still, you know, quality. It's it's good. But uh, I think Steelmatic, which came out now, like I think in 2001, 
Like, that's his last, like, outstanding album. So he's released a lot of albums after that that are, they're again, still good, but not up to the quality of his upper tier stuff. The latest, A Tribe Called Quest album in 2016, I thought was outstanding. Like, it was one of my favorite albums of the year uh, of any genre. And I thought that was amazing that, again, you know, 25 years uh, since the Midnight Marauders album, they were able to create another album that was outstanding and a great listen from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, that we'll go ahead and wrap up our main list. So, um, Chad, did you have any honorable mentions that you wanted to talk about? No, I, I, so, I mean, none of us put Puff Daddy uh, proper on our list. He... You know, I think he's synonymous when you hear East Coast versus West Coast. And like I said, I do get him kind of in the core. We get him in the chorus of Juicy a little bit. But but he's he's definitely someone that I've never been able to connect with, I think, as much as uh, some of the other artists. Um, also, neither one of us had Jay-Z, anything from him, which I would say is a little bit of a surprise. He was somebody I went back and forth on. Um my favorite album of his is probably his debut album, Reasonable Doubt. Um, so, so I was looking at a couple of tracks from there, but uh, just he he got cut at the last second. Yeah, it, it's interesting with uh, Jay Z. I mean, you don't think of him as a you know when you think of East Coast rap songs. But I mean, the, I mean, the guy pretty much is you know. You, you can argue he's the king of New York, basically. So right. um, it is kind of interesting. Um, um, I did have a couple of other, a couple of honorable mentions I want to mention. Now, I know you me- you mentioned about uh, Puff Daddy. I did have two of his songs in there. I had um, I did have all about the Benjamins, um, and I also did have um, I'll be missing you, him and uh, Faith Evans. Um, obviously, you know after uh, Biggie was killed, um, that uh, that song you know was synonymous you know throughout that that uh, time frame. Um, Speaking of Biggie, I did have two more of his hits. I had Hypnotize yeah. and uh, More Mo Money, More Problems. Um, obviously, two more of his uh, bigger hits, but I think, um, again, Juicy, I think, was the one that he gets um, always synonymous with. Um, I actually did, I mentioned, we mentioned Nas. I did have Hate Me Now. Um, I think that's, again, one of uh, the hits you immediately think of with him. And I also had, we didn't um, talk about um, any uh, ladies as well. I did have Lauren Hill, uh, Lost Ones. Um, that's, I think, an interesting one. I know she's had a couple of other hits, you know, big hits between her and um, the Fugees um, that we didn't talk about either. So it, it was interesting. I, I will, I will say, I don't know about you, Chad, but coming, coming up with my Mount Rushmores, um, the West Coast songs were a little bit easier for me than the East Coast. Um, not to say that you know one one side was better than the other, but I just, uh, it just felt like the West Coast songs kind of came more uh, you know out of you know memory for me than the east coast songs so yeah the west coast like i said i went more like location and vibe based um i was definitely it was definitely easier me locking in i I mean west coast had a couple just like automatic here that i wanted to put on um so so and then locking in the other artists i wanted to represent uh was was it was definitely easier. I mean, on the East Coast side, Hypnotize is, that was like my first real like entry point into uh, really it and 
uh, California Love rap overall because that's, you know, I was 10 or 11. I was starting to watch MTV more frequently. Um, that, that music video was everywhere. Um, so, so that one was one that was tough to cut out. Another one that um, I wanted to mention, and this was more into my teen years in high school, but um, and later, not typically, I think when you think of East Coast versus West Coast, like I kind of honed in on that, you know, late 80s to mid 90s time frame, because that's what you sort of think of. But uh, also like 50 Cent in the club was just, I mean, that was such a huge song when I was in high school that you heard everywhere. Like, you know, when you were going to the parking lot at school, somebody would be blasting it. Or if you went to the beach on spring break, like you couldn't escape it. So, so that was definitely a song that is real synonymous, uh, with my kind of high school years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like you, like I said, I remember when that song came out, it was, it was everywhere and it was in like heavy rotation, on MTV uh, when it came out. So, yeah. All right. Well, that will go ahead and wrap up our first half here. Uh, we talked a lot of really good East Coast rap songs, but, when, but we are now going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to fly basically across the country and talk about some of our favorite West Coast rap songs. Uh, this is Mickey Mount Rushmore here on the PTB Pop Experience, and we will see you on the other side of this break. And we're back on Making Mount Rushmore here on the PTP Pop Experience. I am Steve Riddle alongside Chad Campbell. We are talking uh, rap songs for this episode. We, of course, spent the first half of the show talking the East Coast rap songs. And now for the second half, as I said, we are going to be traveling across the country and talking about West Coast rap songs. Um, again, kind of the uh, some of the big artists that came out during the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, some of these, uh, like, I, like I mentioned earlier, kind of more ma- almost more mainstream hits uh, than probably you would most people would think about on the east coast um but i will go ahead and kick off uh, my list here with a guy that's probably the most synonymous with the uh with the west coast kind of the uh, kind of similar to how uh, notorious big was synonymous with the east coast and that's of course tupac uh and arguably one of his biggest hits of all time of course and that's california love uh he uh, like i said he was very synonymous with this time frame uh, with that period and I think um, California Love is definitely one of those songs that um, you could just, you know, hear it in the back of your head. You, you know, again, one of those ones like you're cruising down the highway. Uh, it's an easy song to listen to. You, of course, got Dr. Dre in it. Um, and I think, you know, obviously Tupac has had many great hits throughout his career, which we'll um, obviously talk about here throughout this uh, portion. Um, but when you ask a lot of fans, I'm sure they will definitely say California Love is um, at the top of the list for him. And Chad, you had that on your Matt Rushmore as well. Yeah, so 
Tupac, again, you know, broken record, one of my favorite artists of all time. California Love isn't necessarily my personal favorite Tupac track. Um, it's on the All Eyes on Me album. There's actually, <laughs> I almost put uh, a real obscure or more obscure song off that album on my Mount Rushmore. It's it's uh, my favorite. It's uh, All About You. Which, which I don't know. I don't know why. It's just always been my favorite song from that album, um, especially the first verse. It's uh, it really flows well. But I mean, California Love is such. When you think of West Coast rap songs, I think it's so synonymous. Again, it's one where the music video is so ingrained in my head, uh, just because you saw it all the time. And, um, you know, I, I think between uh, California Love and probably Hail Mary are Tupac's two biggest hits. And if you're talking about like a West Coast specific list, I think you got to give the nod to uh, California Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, he's got obviously a lot of big hits. Um, but I think, like I said, when you ask a lot of people, they'll probably they'll definitely say California Love as their first stuff. Song when it comes to Tupac. So, um, all right, why don't you go ahead and give us the next entry on your Mount Rushmore of uh, West Coast rap songs? Um, so, the next song I'm going to pick to me, this is like the ultimate vibes song. Um, if I have like a great night hanging out with my friends, um, you know, if, if I have an excellent dinner, if I go on a vacation, um, anything, something kind of good or triumphant happens, I inevitably, at the end of the night, when I'm laying in bed, winding down, I'll throw on Today Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. And Ice Cube was someone that um, I kind of came on later in life too um he was he was someone i didn't listen to uh i I think it you know i I was a little too um like this song was released in 1992 so i was six so so it was it was one that i wasn't listening to when it came out and then kind of when i came on he felt uh, a little old i would say for lack of a better term um and dated but as I go back, I've enjoyed a lot of his songs and this one, I just adore again, the video rules, the storytelling aspect of this song rules. And, um, overall it's it's just an incredible song that again, for me is like a capper to any good day that I have or, uh, any kind of great vibes that I want to continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one I'm not as as familiar with, just because um, that that you know, well, first with um, with Ice Cube as a solo artist, um, obviously you know he was one of the key players of uh, of the NWA, which we'll also talk about here um, throughout this this half here. Um, but yeah, definitely um, one of those songs that I mean, just from what it sounds like, it definitely sounds like you know one of those uh, kind of feel good type uh, type songs that um, that would definitely get some. Um, get you um in a in a good mood so um so i definitely will give you uh simply will agree with you on that one um my so i'll give my next entry here and actually i did pick another ice cube song um 
just because um, it was one that I have a little bit more of a um, memory of, just just you know from hearing, and that's uh, check yourself. Um, yeah. It's again one of those um, kind of one of those um, hits when you think of Ice Cube. This is one of the first ones you think of. Um, I, I kind of went back and forth between um, between this one and the other one, and the uh, No Vaseline. Uh, that's you know obviously that's a little bit more um, notorious of a song, um, given that it's you know pretty much a diss track, but. Um, but I think when you think about um, when you think of Ice Cube, um, check yourself is definitely one of the ones um, that I think a lot of that a lot of people would think about. It's definitely and it was the one I thought of at first when I thought about him. So, um, do you have anything else to say about check yourself? Uh, I mean, just still now, like my kids say, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. So, I mean, that that line in of itself has uh, stood the test of time. So, another gr- another great Ice Cube song for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, why don't you go ahead and give us the next entry on your Mount Rushmore of West Coast rap songs? Uh, uh, I mean, since we're on the Ice Cube vein, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw out. I I did end up. I, I didn't necessarily want to duplicate, but but I just thought I couldn't uh, not have a West Coast list without the NWA being represented. And again, sort of dissimilar to California Love. I don't necessarily know if this is my favorite NWA track, but it's so like West Coast based that I put it on and it is straight out of Compton. Um, I, I, I just a, a real kind of punch you in the face song that uh, hits you with its rawness. And uh, it's one that when the movie came out, I, I think it kind of got revitalized a little bit, and it was one I started listening to more and more again um, as it entered my rotation. So uh, that was my pick from the NWA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And actually, I had that on my uh, Mount Rushmore as well. Um, like you said, probably not their biggest hit, but it's definitely one that's um, obviously very synonymous with uh, with the NWA. I mean. I mean, hell, it was the—it's the name of the of the of the film that the that the you know based on the group, which um, which I did remember, I did see in theaters, and I thought you know for somebody that wasn't a uh, that's not a big rap fan, um, I thought it was like really well done, um, was straight out of Compton the the film, which if uh, any of you listening have not seen that film yet, I would definitely recommend it. Um, I mean, obviously, when you think about the NWA, you definitely know what you're getting into. So when you watch that film, so just a, kind of a little disclaimer there. Um, but yeah, I mean, the NWA just, you know, were so red hot when they came out. You know, Dre, um, Easy E, and Ice Cube were just such a force. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, and obviously, you know, Dre and Cube would go on to have great solo careers. Unfortunately, you know, Easy E's career got tragically cut short because of uh, because of AIDS. Um, so hey, he's always a guy that you you know is gonna have the the what if behind him. Um, you know, what would have happened if he had not passed away when he did? So, um, but I think again, when you think of West Coast, well, the West Coast rap, um, you have to think of the NWA for um, for what they've uh, for what they accomplished. So. Okay, well, I will go ahead and give uh, my last entry here, and I kind of kind of went back and forth a little bit with some of my uh, some of the songs I had in my album mentions and um, and this one, but I think I had to um, to get uh, this guy on here because again, when you think of West Coast, um, especially artists that came in after uh, the NWA disbanded, uh, one of those guys definitely um, that hit it huge in the '90s was of course Snoop Dogg, and when you think of uh, 
some of his biggest hits. Obviously, one of the first ones you think of is um, Gin and Juice. Um, it was, you know, again, an iconic video when it came out. The came out, it got a lot of play on MTV. It put Snoop on the map, and you know, he's still, he's still, you know, dropping songs to this day. Um, you know, he's become such a, you know, cultural icon, and um, and he really kind of just came out of obscurity and just, you know. You know, hit it big with Gin and Juice, and you know, obviously partnering up with Dr. Dre, they became such a great um, partnership. And um, I think when you when you think back to the West, you know, to that early those early ninety period, early night, early nineties, um, Snoop was definitely one of the ones that kind of you know that definitely re revolutionized the rap game um, when he came out. So I think he definitely deserves some love here. Um, do you have anything else to say about Gin and Juice? Uh, this was my number five. <laughs> I, I went between this one and the one I'm about to say a lot back and forth. Um, great song, great album. Doggy Style is a great album. Um, it, it, you know, typically, like, Snoop Dogg's not someone that I would necessarily think of more on the, um, I guess, like, lyrical or introspective side of things. Um, but I do think like doggy style carries a great vibe and does have some kind of deeper introspective moments. Um, it, to me, it's clearly my favorite Snoop Dogg album, like not even close. Um, and yeah, gin and juice. Great, you know, great video, like you mentioned, and just just a uh, powerhouse song for sure. Yeah, Snoop was definitely more of a um I don't think he was a character, but you definitely, uh, he definitely had a, you know, that magnetic, magnetic personality about him just with the, you know, with the, with the look and, you know, constantly, you know, smoking the marijuana and yeah. you know, he just, you know, he just, he just had a vibe about him. He just seemed like the kind of guy that would, that you just want to, you know, just chill with. Right. And, you know, just such, you know, he just seemed like such a laid back guy um, and very personable. So I think he definitely kind of brought a little, you know, mellowness to that um to that time frame i think so um i so i think like i said definitely can't be forgotten about so well you have one entry left on your mount rushmore so why don't you go ahead and give it to us yeah feature snoop dog um and has dr dre in it which dr dre's all over my west coast list he i think dr dre's an interesting um character for me because i i I don't know. I'm trying to compare him maybe to like a, a wrestling or movie star comparison because because he's 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 almost like the Tom Hanks of me of rappers. Like he's not <laughs> my favorite uh, overall, but when you look at kind of his resume and his career, like he always gives a really good performance. You know, like he's always. Um, at the top, so I, I did pick uh, nothing but a G thing uh, from the Chronic, um, another iconic West Coast album. Um, just a great track that features Snoop Dogg. Uh, you know, very popular song, obviously. Um, and I, I wanted to have uh, some Snoop Dogg representation on my West Coast list, and uh, I think this is. I, I would say this is the most popular song on the chronic too so so i added it on mm-hmm. yeah it's funny you mentioned that um gin and juice was your number five and this was your last one here i actually was the reverse um this was my number five um 
I mean, yeah. I mean, when you think of the West Coast, I mean, Dre's gotta be up is like you said at the top, right at the top there. I mean, he was just such a such a storm, you know, between uh, first with the NWA and then on his own. Um, and it's funny because it's like I feel like he's become more more well known, more as like a producer and uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes guy than more of a on you know on screen kind of guy. Even though he yeah. has produced a lot of great hits. Um, but he's just become so inept to, you know, finding talents and, you know, cultivating them and helping them become, you know, major stars. And um, and even to this day, he's still very influential in terms of, uh, of the business. I mean, I mean, I mean, hell, he he started pretty much uh, Interscope Records. You know, that's how uh, that's how influential he is. So, um you know, I, I know maybe that might be a future um, list, you know, Mount Rushmore down the line, you know, when we talk about uh, rap and hip-hop artists who would be on the Mount Rushmore. Um, I think he's definitely one that would be on a lot of people's lists for just, just again, for the influence that he had. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. All right, well, that will uh, that quickly wraps up uh, our list here. Um, but let's go ahead and talk quickly again if we have any other honorable mentions. Um, I, I already mentioned for Dre, um, nothing but a G-thang. Um, I also had on here uh, still DRE. Um, I know, again, a couple of, there's a couple of other ones he could have had, that he had that I could have uh, included on here. Um, also, I also had another Tupac – actually, two, two more Tupac songs on here. I had um, I Get Around. And um, Dear Mama, which I think are two, um, especially for that second one, because it's like you don't think of uh, to hear him, you know, sing such a compassionate song about his mother. Um, I mean, the guy really had his, you know, priorities in order. And again, he's another one kind of similar to Biggie. You know, he got taken way too soon from us. Um, and he's a guy that you wonder what could have been had he continued to live on. Um, and I mean, even after he passed away, he was, you know, they were still releasing singles from him and he was still making, you know, putting out big hits. So, um, he's definitely, you know, one of those you know guys that you think about. Um, and then I did have two other, uh, NWA songs. I had, uh, boys in the hood. And um, and I also did put on um, F the Police just because of all the, the, the controversy that came surrounding that song. I mean, the fact that they had to go to um, that it led to them going to Congress and having to, uh, you know, debate whether or not, you know, these rap songs could be released, released commercially just because of, of all the of all the swearing in it. Um, it just, you know, it just put them really kind of gave them a lot more mainstream attention had they just had the had the government not just had just kind of pushed them aside and ignored them so i always thought that was kind of a interesting point and another guy a guy i kind of was thinking about kind of the similar vein of uh when we're talking the east coast like jay-z and 50 cent you don't think about those kind of guys um obviously even though he's not technically from the west coast but be- just because of the association with dre you obviously got to think of eminem um he's you know you know, he really kind of revolution again. Just came out in a the, the force in the late '90s between uh, the real Slim Shady and uh, My Name Is, uh, Without Me. I mean, he's definitely one that uh, I, I thought about a lot. But it's just like these other songs were just too um, too big that he kind of got pushed aside. But he definitely should not be forgotten about for the impact he's had over the last uh, 20 years. Um, so, Chad, did you have anything else to say about the songs I mentioned? Did you have any other honorable mentions? Yeah, I had a, I had a couple that I uh, kind of batted around a little bit. One was Regulate by Warren G. Um, also, a, a guy that I like, underrated, and uh, tragically passed away last year, Coolio. He, he's someone I don't necessarily 
again, think is synonymous with West Coast per se, but um, has some great songs. Fantastic Voyage, um, Gangster's Paradise, One, Two, Three, Four. Um, it, especially, I, I will say, like a quick little antidote. Um, I was uh, in Panama City Beach this summer, um, and we just ate dinner. And I was driving back to my hotel room. Uh, I had both my boys in the car with me. And uh, just on uh, Sirius Fly Channel, uh, Fantastic Voyage came on. And it was, again, right at sunset. And I rolled the windows down. And we were cruising along the, uh, the beach road to Fantastic Voyage. And it, it was great. It was a whole vibe. That was like a... Uh, a, just an awesome like four or five minutes I actually went past where our hotel was uh, just to keep driving for a little bit till the end of the song because I didn't want to <laughs> didn't want to go ahead and pull in and uh, turn the song off short so so it was it was an awesome like vibe song too Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coolio's another interesting one. Like you said, uh, Gangster's Paradise was so big when it came out. Um, just yeah, just you know, re- just again, really, just you know, such an impact made. And um, yeah, I mean, you can pretty much see the same thing for a lot of the songs that we talked about throughout uh, this episode and the impact that they had. Um, that's like we said, still felt, still felt to this day. So um, definitely a lot of good vibes there. All right, well, that will go ahead and wrap things up here. But before we go, Chad, um, do you have anything that you would like to plug in terms of other podcasts and where everyone can find you on social media? Sure. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Big Boys Play WCW, uh, North South Connection Podcast Network. Uh, Steve, you mentioned earlier, I'm co host of Wrestling Warzone uh, podcast. We're into 1997. Um, around sold out time frame so so an interesting time frame uh, in history of wrestling uh, we're on youtube as well as any podcast uh, app that you so choose and just overall like i'm really proud of the network um, the content that's created there moving more into some more video stuff we have some video exclusive content uh, so please give us a subscribe on YouTube at North South Connection um, and uh, like and comment on our videos. It really helps uh, get us some traction on that platform as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think you guys are doing a really good job over there on that um, on that feed. And I I really love Warzone is definitely one of my favorite shows. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to you guys really diving deep into um, 97. Um such a great year for wrestling and to kind of see the back and forth between um between wwf and wcw um especially the week by week is going to be um it's going to be a lot of fun so i'm looking so uh definitely look forward to that like you said um if you haven't yet go subscribe to them they do a lot of great stuff there so um so definitely get do that um as for me you can usually find me over here on the uh, pop experience with not just this show but also pop goes to classics uh where me and me andy and miranda are going through all the disney uh disney films our most recent one we did fantasia 2000 so we'll be doing dinosaur next it's going to be a very interesting one but i'm looking forward to that also uh, the video jukebox song of the day mainly mainly right now it's been me andy and keith langston um where we basically live watch a video a music video so uh you know it's a couple minutes out of your morning 
so be sure to um, keep going, keep following that. Um, I also have over on the PTV Wrestling feed Extreme Resurrection with James Grunberg, where we're going through the WWE's version of ECW from 06 to 10. Uh, our last episode, we live watched One Night Stand 2007. Um, that was a very uh, interesting watch there so we're currently into the uh into june of 2007 uh, as we continue with our trek through ecw those next couple of episodes are going to be pretty interesting especially because we know what happens at the end of june 2007 uh, so, so that's uh, going to be going to be kind of interesting to talk about um speaking of north south i've also made a couple of appearances over there as of late specifically on Cronoso, uh where we're going through uh, all the big uh wf uh big wf events our last episode we did russell fest 88 where i talked to the brutus beefcake and hercules match uh so be sure to uh, check that out as well and speaking of music, of course, over on the PTP Facebook group, our current tournament that's going on, our great, we are determining the greatest song of the 2000s. Um, as of this recording, we are currently in the first round, um, going through uh, the hybrid theory region. Uh, Chad, you've always been uh, following through along with that tournament, and I've seen you obviously uh, voting in every matchup. Uh, has anything kind of stood out to you as, as of uh, late? Anything um, surprised you? Anything that kind of threw you for a loop? Is there anything um, that's been to your expectations? Um, it's, it's been an interesting tournament. I, I will say this is one that, for me, has been tougher to predict. I, I, I think in the 90s and the other tournaments we've done, uh, that have been music based have uh, been easier to kind of predict. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what'll be the overall winner here. Um, I, I, I do think uh, country, like usual, is getting a little bit of a, a bad draw. Um, but you know, that's, that's kind of goes goes along with the uh, territory. Um, but yeah, overall, really fun tournament. Uh, some songs that. I'll also say for this tournament, there's a couple of the matchups where I'm I'm less familiar with the titles of the songs themselves in this era because there's been a couple of matchups where I've been like I, I don't think I know that song, and then I'll listen to it and I'll be like, oh yeah, I do. Oh never mind. And so that that's happened a couple times too. But yeah, overall a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, just going through the um, just thinking of the. Uh, the first bracket we went through, the no strings attached bracket. Um, I was thinking to myself, if this was a, if this was like an NCAA tournament, I think a lot of people would have already busted out with their brackets just because of the, the yeah. weird upsets that I've seen that I saw throughout that thing. So, um, but that's what we like about this. You know, we get to, obviously everyone has a different opinion about their, you know, likes and their tastes. So, um, It'll be interesting to see how we continue to play out here as we continue on. So um, if you're not a member of the Facebook group, let us know. We'll, um, we'll add you in as a member, and then you can get in and vote. So uh, we're you know, always looking for a lot of participation for that. So uh, with that said, we will go ahead and wrap things up here. Thank you again uh, for joining, joining us. Uh, he is Chad Campbell. I am Steve Riddle. This has been Mickey Mount Rushmore here on the PTP Pop Experience, and we will see you next time. City of Compton, boy.